Welcome back, everyone. This is Picks with the Professor, the podcast where a real statistics professor and his friends give you college football betting tips. I am said statistics professor, Professor Sides. You can follow me at Twitter at Professor Sides. Today, we are talking week 10 of the 2021 college football campaign. With me today to break down all the action are my co-host, Cousin Jared. Hello there. Hello. How are y'all doing this evening? Doing well, doing well. And also, Jack, hello to you as well. Good evening, everybody. Just to kick us off here, you'll hear me reference the model throughout the show. So a reminder to everyone that my full power ratings are available in the Google Sheet that's provided in the show's description. The difference between the two teams' power ratings, once you account for home field advantage, makes up what the model thinks the spread should be between them, which gives us a good idea of where there's value week to week. In the long run, this is a winning strategy. However, there are a couple caveats. First, the model is built to optimize for 130 teams, meaning that it will consistently miss on a few. Further, while it does account for recent play, it doesn't know about recent injuries. So what I'll attempt to do in the course of this episode is explain where I think the model will shine. Also note that good and bad variants will occur. So as much as I'd like to say the model will be profitable every week, unfortunately, that is not reality. The aforementioned Google Sheet contains all of the college football picks that we will make for the week. They'll also be posted on Twitter, reminder, at Professor Sides, and recorded on the free bet tracking app, BetStamp. All those sources will include the plays that we don't get a chance to discuss during this episode and ones that we add throughout the week as lines move. All the links are in the episode's description. If you enjoy the show, please like, subscribe, rate, leave a review. We truly appreciate any and all of those things. And as a reminder, if you're watching us on YouTube, we're also available on your favorite audio podcast platform, whether it's Apple, Spotify, whatever it is, if you want to listen in that way. You cannot continue watching the podcast unless you accept these terms and conditions. Hey, if I was doing that, I should have I, I should have had to have said it a whole lot faster, right? I was trying to slow down, so I didn't, I didn't sound like that. <laughs> We're going to kick things off this week with another round of the good, the bad, and the best. Uh, Cousin Jared, what was good about week nine college football? So not a lot of good from my picks last week, uh, uh, but there were a few bright spots. So uh, first thing was, I just had this gut feeling about Troy against Coastal Carolina last week. I couldn't really explain it. Just something was telling me to, to take the 18 and a half points that I got with them. Man, ended up working out for me. So that was definitely a, a good thing. And then the second thing is, is I, I hate to say when I was right about kind of like a negative thing, but I kind of told everybody last week that Temple's offense had some problems and sure enough they got completely blown out and put a goose egg on the scoreboard against the UCF so uh, got to the window with that UCF ticket last week so those were definitely the two highlights for me last week. Yeah for me it was just a a fun day Saturday I'm gonna highlight two games here that I thought were really good first off Michigan Michigan State was just fantastic Uh, Michigan is in control of the game uh, Michigan State comes back, is in control. Then Michigan looks like they're going to come back. And I mean, high scoring, just lots of high scoring, especially for a Big Ten game. Yeah. Lots of chaos. And then I think you wrapped it up with a bow nicely with that BYU Virginia game, which was just oh, yeah. an insane first half. 80 yeah, unbelievable. Unbelievable. It slowed down a little bit in the second half. Uh, it didn't go my way as I was backing Virginia, losing the turnover battle, I think three to zero on that one. And a game like that, when it was a turnover battle, three zip, there's nothing you can do, but it was still a fantastic game to watch. I mean, you just started off with a fun, chaotic game in Michigan, Michigan State, closed it with a fun, chaotic game in BYU, uh, Virginia. And so that was just a, a lot of fun, uh, personally. So- Going back to that Michigan-Michigan State game, the fun part for me was that I had company over this weekend. So I watched the end of that game with a living room full of Ohio State fans. 
you can imagine how they felt about the ending of that particular one. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure they were thrilled. It's about it's, that it's nice to be watching one of those games where everyone else in the room cares a lot more than you do, just so you can it, see how everyone reacts. It is because you can you can enjoy their fun and yet not be quite so emotionally invested, so that if it goes the wrong way, that you're you know you're sad about it, right? So it's <laughs> yeah, you're you're absolutely right there. Uh, on to the bad, uh, cousin Jared. Uh, how much time do we have? Segment, right? <laughs> um, so we're, we're gonna have a long podcast anyway today, so uh, maybe not too much. <laughs> okay, yeah. So uh, I had three just really bad beats. I know probably people probably get tired of listening to my, to my bad beats every week, but hey, I'll, I'll keep giving them out as long as they keep happening. So the first Misery one was company. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So the first thing was the Florida State game. Everybody knows how that one ended. Uh, that turned what was a winning ticket the entire game into a push. Uh, that was just one of those unbelievable things. I wasn't around the TV when it happened i'd already checked out thought i had won yeah i was shocked I, and hold on I, I have to i have to stop you there because i i, I should release the text of this i texted and jackie were a part of this one. i texted jared separately i said clemson has had every opportunity to score a touchdown and go up 11 to get out to the number they have it the only way that this game can end and clemson's up four points the only way this game can end is a 19 lateral touchdown and i said for one team or the other i said it doesn't even matter which one i said that's the only way this game is going to end either florida state's going to get the stupid touchdown and they're going to win or yeah clemson's going to get it and then i i mean just 19 yeah. ha, 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 ha's or whatever, whatever. Yeah. he's not even watching it so he doesn't yeah. even know, he didn't know what happened i had no idea what had happened and doesn't it just have to have been florida state to do and, that and, particular maneuver this year what's yeah. wrong clemson, with them and clemson yeah. both teams i mean are, are teams that are just completely Completely puzzling, right? We we now know what it takes to get Clemson to score 30. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So this, the second one was UTEP. I had an under 50. UTEP scored two touchdowns in the last two and a half minutes of the game. The second one, after they recovered an onside kick, they had a long touchdown right after that, like a 50-yard touchdown. Uh, just kind of broke my heart on that one. And then Missouri. Oh, my gosh, Missouri. I had the under in that game. They scored a 45-yard touchdown pass like as time expired in the first half. And then they had the ball with three minutes left. They just had to run the clock out, and they break a 75-yard run, scored three-yard touchdown on the next play and the, the under is a loser there. So I just had three just really bad uh, beats kind of in my afternoon that kind of completely flipped my day. And, and I think you seem to be at a higher percentage of those long touchdown runs that don't seem to matter. Because they, I mean, there's yeah. a lot of them that happen, but they don't affect the spread or the total that much. And I feel like yeah. you've kind of been on the wrong side of that. So it, that'll bounce back, right? It, well, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It's and, been rough. And, and, yeah, and cousin Jack asked, or cousin Jack, cousin Jack, cousin Jack. I'm in the family now. Uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. So, so, so Jack mentioned last week, you know, what's what's the fetish with the unders? And the unders have been really good to me, but that's the risk you run when you bet so many unders like that. Is is one big play to end the game right there can kind of ruin everything. So I, I think I am an ex exhibit A for the dangers of some of these unders. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Uh, for me, it was the after dark something that was not very kind. Uh, kicking off not very well. While Old Miss is just shooting themselves in the foot left. And right. I feel like Ole Miss was the right side in that game. If they had just not made so many mistakes, yeah. failed fourth downs, um, that's kind of happening as the after the dark slate gets going, and I lose three of those four. It turned 
a great day into still a winning day. So it was still a winning Saturday for me. So that was um, good. But I mean, giving back a chunk of the profits was, was a little frustrating. So that was what was bad for me. Uh, but let's close out last week's recap and leave a better taste in our mouths. Cousin Jared, what was the best thing for you about the previous week of football? Well, the, the best thing for me, and it's not really about the previous week, it's about Tuesday, is I'm very interested interested to see what the playoff committee is going to be saying about the top four. We're going to have the usual suspects there, you know, the Alabamas, the Georgias, uh, teams like that. But where's Cincinnati going to be? Where's mm-hmm. Michigan State going to be? Where's Oregon going to be with that victory over Ohio State, but has looked shaky, uh, you know, in places otherwise. Uh, so personally, it feels to me like, and, you know, come talk to me in a few weeks, and this could be all of the same players, and we're just, you know, repeating all this over again from the past few years. Uh, but right now, I feel like there's more uncertainty around who's going to be in the playoff uh, than usual for this time of year. Yeah, and I, uh, what's up? My bold prediction is that Cincinnati is going to be no better than fourth i would actually be ecstatic if they're fourth i'm worried they're going to be like fifth or sixth yeah i I know yeah that's i'm worried that's what they're going to try and do and that's just i'm already annoyed yeah about something that hasn't happened yet and might not happen but but i'm already mad yeah so this will we're gonna get this out uh to to you the listener on monday morning so ever late 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 sunday night depending on what time zone you're in and if uh you know if you're listening to us before then you can kind of debate along if you're listening to us afterwards you already know what's happened um i, I kind of my, my my only pushback on that is i feel like we spend way too much time hand wringing over this and nine times out of ten all sorts of chaotic things happen and yeah. make make it kind of a, a as joey on friends said a moo point right um <laughs> it, where it doesn't it doesn't really matter so i i hope it doesn't i i just, I, I just have because just because the data has consistently corrected our very poor priors in the past, Professor, doesn't mean that we should still continue to make this mistake. I agree. I agree. And it's a fine line between how much we should care about something that's not going to matter versus we should still get it right. Uh, I'm hoping that Cincinnati can make it. Like I think we're all kind of rooting for that. They went out and it's, there's no controversy. I think they should clearly be ahead of Oregon. I think they should clearly be ahead of Michigan State. They're not ahead of Michigan State in my ratings, but my ratings are trying to account for how a team is playing today because we're betting the games today. My ratings are not built to, to say how, it's not a resume. Uh, my right. ratings are just saying, right now, what do I think you are? And I think, um, I don't think Cincinnati's a top four team if you look at right now today, how good you are, but the playoff isn't about how good you are today. In my opinion, it's right. about the full resume. And um, I, and I guess that's probably probably part of the problem we have with the ratings right is we've never really established what they're trying to do. Um, but that's a, you know a different discussion for a different day. Uh, it, from, and, and yeah, and the playoff committee goes back and forth. Sometimes right. every it year seems they like a resume thing, yes. and sometimes yes. it seems like a who's best right now. Yes, and they 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 pick whatever criteria suits whatever they want to do, which is I think right. the overall most most frustrating thing. But uh, yeah. we're in the best part of the segment. We're not supposed to be on the downer segment right, right. now. <laughs> <laughs> Shout outs to the guys at the Baylor Texas game who are dressed up as Phineas and Ferb for Halloween and like the heads that were a foot taller than their actual heads <laughs> and a bigger shout out to whoever was unfortunate enough to be sitting behind them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm going to wrap this up here. The best thing for me, uh, Old Dominion, first conference win since 2018. So kudos to you. Uh, You go, you go some time like that without a conference win. Uh, I'll give you a little shout out there. So congrats to them. Uh, Moving on to this week, we're actually pulling our lines from DraftKings. Uh, This week, that's one of the books that more of our listeners have access to. Uh, So we're going to start off with the weeknight games of the week. There are a lot of them. We're going to talk about most of them, not all of them, but this is the segment where if you're listening to this on a Saturday morning, we either look like geniuses or fools, maybe a little bit of both. 
I have a lot of plays here. Uh, Jared, I know you have a couple things to say about a few of them, but we're going to kind of more rapid fire a couple of these, a couple of them action games. At Tuesday night, there's two of them that I like. The first one is Ball State at Akron. Ball State is a 19 and a half point favorite. I'm taking Akron at 19 and a half points. That is a lot of points. The model thinks it should only be 15 and a half. So I'm taking the points there with the home team, just hoping that they can keep it respectable. Uh, this feels like one of those games where it's either close, it's interesting, it's an easy winner, or Ball State just runs away with them. I'm just not sure Ball State has the firepower for that. I don't think they're very good, so I'm taking the 19 and a half with Akron. And then Tuesday, I'm also laying the seven points with Miami of Ohio at regular Ohio. The model thinks it should be <laughs> – thanks for the last there, guys. The model thinks it should be a 13 and a half point spread, so I'm laying the seven there. Moving on to Wednesday, Northern Illinois at Kent State. Kent State is a four and a half point favorite. And Jared, I think you have a play on this one for us. Yeah, I'm taking the four and a half points with Northern Illinois. That's an official play for me. Toledo, you know, they're usually going to outclass most of the teams in the MAC, but the results just haven't been there for them this year. They, they've won some games, sure, but they've played a lot of close games that they just they shouldn't have been really close at all. So, uh, you know, I feel like. Northern Illinois getting four and a half points on the road. They've been playing pretty well. They can put up some points. They've had some high scoring games this year. Um, so, I, you know, I just feel good about taking the four and a half points in Northern Illinois. Did you mean, did you mention Toledo? Toledo? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did I? No, well, yeah, I think you said Toledo. Toledo. Didn't I? Who did I say? You said Toledo. That, they're at Kent State, I believe. Oh. oh, yeah. Well, even better. Yeah. Sorry. So that was wrong. <laughs> um, Kent State. Yeah, for sure. Kent State can't stop anybody half the time. So, yeah, still feel good with four and a half points in Northern Illinois. Let's keep this in, guys. People are getting all the <laughs> unfiltered truth here. Okay. If you would lay four <laughs> and a half points against a better team, you're laying four and a half points now. Yeah, for sure. No, get, no kidding. We're no, getting the four and a half points. Man, yeah, this is where I'm to a rough start here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, taking the four and a half points here. Yeah, this is yeah. one of those things where when they uh, right when you listen to other podcasts, you you hear these things and people say, just leave it in. You wonder how much to leave out. We're, we're leaving the whole thing in there. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm panicked looking at my phone here. I'm going, uh, like, wait, wait, wait. wait. I'm, who's I'm Toledo confused. playing? You Look, mean? we're chalking this up to the first week of Maction, right? There's too it, many yes. Mac games to keep yes. track. Yes, and they're all I think, the, three I think the entire conference is playing on a weeknight. So yes. we're going to chalk this up to the first week of Maction. We're going to move on. We're going to keep it all in. Y'all are going to like see it. how the sausage like is made here. Yeah, I like it. And that's what that's what they do, right, with Maction. They they get to November and they play all the games in the week. And that way nobody yeah. gets this weird having to have a buy game. You can't play Saturday, Wednesday, right? And so you exactly. can't be just figuring out the whole buy situation. So yeah, they, they get really wonky here. Uh, get some, some TV revenue though. I'm with you though. I am taking the four and a half points with Northern Illinois since they are playing at Kent State, right? Not Toledo. Um, <laughs> the model thinks it should be about a pick em. I have this as Northern Illinois is the better team in this game. Yes, they're on the road, but they're the better team. So give me more than a field goal here. Uh, I like this play a lot. So not a best bet. I've got tons of those later, but uh, just a regular play for me. I'm taking before and a half with Northern Illinois. And then one more uh, action game here for us on Wednesday night, Central Michigan at Western Michigan. Western Michigan is a 10 point favorite. I'm taking the 10 points with Central Michigan as the model thinks it should only be a five point spread. So taking the double digits there, I like that uh, play. Moving to Thursday, there's just one game, Georgia State at Louisiana. Louisiana is an 11 and a half point favorite. Uh, what's your take for us on this one, Jared? 
no official play here for me, but I'm, I'm worried that I'm going to regret not taking the points in this spot because Louisiana has done this all year. I don't know what their record is against the spread. It cannot be very good. The only game that they've really showed up for this year was that game against App State uh, where they just completely blew them out, I, you know, shocking uh, to me. Um, so uh, anyway, I, I'm probably going to regret that. Uh, you know, not taking the points there because Louisiana, every other game they've played has been close, but I just can't bring myself to do it because Louisiana is just so much better than all the other teams that they've been playing. Yeah, and it's and it's tough to figure out against the spread record, right? Because are you which book are you using? Midweek line, right, early line, right. closing line, etc. The numbers that when I have pulled them, I have Louisiana has covered three times. So two other games that they, they did actually cover. But yeah, that's a small number at this point in the season yeah. for a team that we thought was going to be pretty good. I'm actually yeah. laying the 11 and a half with Louisiana. The model thinks it should be 14 and a half. Uh, but I, I don't love it for the exact reasons you talked about. Um, this is one of those where mathematically, anytime I see a three-point difference between the numbers, especially crossing key numbers like 13 and 14, usually mm. this would be a best bet. That would be best bet territory here. But for the exact yeah. reasons you mentioned, I can't bring yeah. myself to do it. So it's just a standard play for me. I'm going to trust the model. And I'm going to say that the, the math, is the, it's figuring that out, right? It's accounting for that. And so it still thinks that Louisiana should be um, more than a two touchdown favorite. So I'm laying the 11 and a half, but um, you, make a, you make an excellent point there, of course. And then Friday, we have a Pac-12 after dark game here, Utah at Stanford. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your play? So I added this pick late right before we recorded. I was having an internal fight with myself. My heart is telling me that I should not lay a touchdown on the road with any team in the Pac-12. That's just not a good thing to do. But my mind is telling me, what have I seen from Stanford that makes me think they can stay within a touchdown of, of Utah? And, and the answer is, you've, you've got the USC game who knows anything about USC, right? And you've got the Oregon game. Look, we're gonna we're gonna look well, in Oregon. It's a good point, but but Oregon's been confusing. We're gonna look back at that Stanford USC game as one of the most confusing right. games of the year. Are we at the point in the season where we can just arbitrarily ignore a quarter of the schedule? I maybe. I don't know. With certain teams that are confusing, maybe. <laughs> yeah. So this is one of those things where my heart's just telling me I can't lay seven points on the road in the Pac-12, but my mind is just telling me I have not seen anything that would make me think that, you know, Utah is, you know, I think they're just going to blow them away. So official play for me, I'm laying the seven points with Utah. I'm sure I'll look dumb next week, but I'm, I'm just going to go with my brain here and, and it's telling me Stanford just has no way of keeping this close. Hey, I, I like it. It's a best bet for me. I'm laying the seven with Utah. It's a best bet at seven, nothing more, because that push protection, they could easily win by seven. If it gets under seven, I like it even more. The model thinks it should be 10 and a half. I think we nailed this last week. If you listen to our After Dark segment, we're talking about Washington and Stanford. We talked about the fact that if Washington hadn't had such a bad first half against Arizona, that Washington would have been a three-point favorite. Washington goes into Stanford last week and takes care of business. Yeah. Um, you know, Close game, but wins by a touchdown in the end. And I think Utah's a much better team than Washington. I think Utah's playing yeah. really well. I was really impressed with what they did against UCLA last week. UCLA's defense obviously isn't great, but Utah just looked unstoppable. Uh, I think since they've, since they've made the quarterback switch, it's just been night and day. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, it's, it's, it's the first of many best bets for me. I know it's a Pac-12 game, so it makes it a little bit scarier, but I'm, I'm just with you. I, I just don't think Stanford has uh, 
you know, what they, what they need here to hang in this game against the Utes. So that wraps us up for the weeknight games of the week. Moving on to games you care about. These are the games that you don't want to miss for one reason or another. I'm going to start off with the game that you might want to miss, but you're not going to miss it to start off with because it starts 30 minutes earlier than usual. So flip over from game day. Stop listening to those guys. Yeah, they made that show like six hours long anyway, right? <laughs> There's football starting half an hour earlier in Arlington, Air Force yeah. versus Army. Cousin Jared, what is your take on this one with Air Force being a short two and a half point favorite? Official play for me here. I'm laying the two and a half points with Air Force. Love the Colorado Springs area. Air superiority is the most important thing that you can have in the military these days. I'm laying the two and a half points with Air Force to feel good about it. Uh, but on, on a little bit more serious note, not much more. I feel like Air Force's level of competition this year has just been a little bit higher than that of what Army has played. So, you know, I feel like I would feel more uncomfortable if this was like three and a half or four. Then I would say, eh, I don't know, but two and a half, uh, I'm, I'm taking Air Force. There, there is no air superiority to be found in this matchup. This ball is going to be thrown like four times. And, and that's the way that football is meant to be played, right? I mean, <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> three yards. In the all, right, all right. All right. <laughs> so uh, it's, it's, a, it's a best bet for me. The model thinks this should be five and a half. We talked about this on a previous episode, the types of teams that are going to give Air Force trouble. It's teams that pass the ball. Army obviously is not going to do that. So yeah, I think yeah. it's it's um, strength on strength. And I think that favors Air Force as opposed to if you can go strength on weakness, that's where they're going to really struggle. Note, and this is where, you know, DraftKings has a little bit of some different odds. Note that this official pick is minus two and a half. It is minus 120. So I do want to make everyone aware of that. If it's a minus 115 or a minus 105, I'm not going to touch on it in the podcast. All of this stuff is in the Google sheet. It all is on, it'll be on Twitter. It'll be on Betstamp as well. So we're, we're tracking all of that stuff. I like it at minus three regulars. Well, a lot of places have at minus three with your standard juice. I still like it as a best bet there. I do not like it at a best bet any more than that, any more than that. It would just be a regular play. So again, I don't try to prognosticate where exactly the lines are going to go more times than not. They go the direction my model thinks, but not always. So I like it at three um, I like it at two and a half juiced, which is what we are officially taking here. Um, another best bet for me there. Sticking in the DFW Metroplex area, Baylor at TCU. Baylor is uh, at this moment a six and a half point favorite. They open shorter than that, but money keeps coming in on the Bears. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your play for us on this one? So official play for me here, I'm taking the under 59. I, I was probably going to lay the points with Baylor because it was open around five or so, went to five and a half. I probably would have laid the points even up to six, but then it crossed over six, got to six and a half. And with with the news of Patterson uh, being let go, you know, just broke a few hours ago. I, I, I just don't know if I feel comfortable laying the, the six points on the road with Baylor there, but I do feel comfortable um, with the under. I think both of these defenses are, are, can make it a little bit more difficult, uh, you know, for, for the offenses. So I, I feel pretty safe with the under 59 here. I, I have no problems laying the points with Baylor here. A, a, official play for me. And I know this number is probably going to go up later in the week because, I mean, TCU just lost their coach that's been around since i was in junior high 20, 20 years yeah. yeah yeah um but i think it has to get a lot higher before i start to get nervous i think baylor is by far the better team and tcu has been playing like absolute garbage recently um 
these two teams love each other, as I think we all know. Like, like there, there's there's just a, a huge old pile of Christian love here. And I think yeah. it's it would be easy for Baylor to overlook a team the way TCU is playing right now. But since it's TCU, I don't think they're going to. I think you're right there. The revivalry, right, is the they're best thing I've heard for this one. The model thinks this should be Baylor minus 11 and a half, which is nowhere wow. near six and a half. It's an official pick for me. I also am laying the six and a half. This was going to be a best bet for me, especially at six or under until the Patterson news broke. Mm. So if you're, depending on when you're listening to this, if you've seen that or not, Gary Patterson is leaving TCU. They decided that it was best for the program to go in a different direction, partially because of what you said, Jack, how poor TCU has been playing, not just this year, but the last several years. He decided he didn't want to stick around, that it was best just to move on. It's not a best bet simply because I don't know how TCU is going to react. We talked about this with Washington State, right? And Washington State got me to the yeah. way easily last week right and there was the whole yeah. oh well how are they gonna look blah 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 and it's like I don't know I don't want to I don't want to say that they will quit or won't quit on something like this because I really don't know every time you try to I think every time you try to peg one of those you're just flipping a coin and you got Jerry so, Hill as the interim who by all accounts seems like a really nice guy that's not the kind of guy you want coaching in this rivalry game <laughs> well but you just you just never know I mean to me it's more about the practices this week right we don't know how the players, yeah. what they thought of Patterson. We don't know how focused they are. We don't, I mean, all these guys are still playing for jobs for this year. They're playing to try to get drafted. They're playing for jobs for next year. So I have no idea how they're going to react. It just adds a layer of uncertainty for me is the only reason it's not a best bet. But yes, especially when this number was five, five and a half, even six before the Patterson news, this was an easy best bet. I thought this number was foolish. I still think it's foolish, but that extra bit of variability, I have enough best bets we'll get to later uh, that I'm just going to make this a standard play Baylor minus six and a half. One more game here in this segment in the state of Texas. Uh, Cousin Jared, your alma mater at Texas A&M is a home four-point favorite to Auburn. What you got for us here? Yeah, so official play for me here. I'm taking the four points with Auburn. I I really don't know what to make of this game. Uh, I think it's going to be lower scoring. Uh, I I about the only thing I trust is AM's defense. I do trust AM's defense to keep Auburn's offense pretty well in check. But what you're going to get from AM offense, I could not tell you. Uh, if, if I could, I'd be lying. Um, so I, I think this has a chance of being a, a pretty, you know, volatile game. It could be low scoring. We could, you know, AM could break off some big runs. Auburn could get some explosive plays. General Auburn hasn't lost in College Station since AM joined the SEC. Like, I could tell you exactly how every Gus Malzahn coached Auburn team was going to open up the game at AM in College Station. And it was like the perfect script every single time uh, offensively for, for Auburn. So, you know, without him there, I feel a little bit better about AM's chances, but I think there's just too much variability in this game. I think having the four points in your pocket, you're, you're going to feel pretty good about that. If that's not your cup of tea, I would also look at like the under 50 here. That would be another thing I would probably endorse. But, you know, in, in a game like this where anything can happen, I say give me the four points. Are you going to be in attendance at this game? I will be in attendance. Oh, so yeah. rooting interest I, will be I, conflicted. Yeah. I can yeah. confirm the stat. Like Auburn has not lost in College Station since this series became a conference game, yeah. but Auburn has only won in Auburn once. Yeah, the road team. So the road team seems been, to do. Uh, yeah, yeah, been an advantage in this series for sure. 
to be fair, probably doesn't mean a lot because most of these it's different coaches and different players. So that probably doesn't mean a whole lot. Yeah. Uh, a small amount, but uh, it's a best bet for me. Auburn plus four. The model thinks it should be a pick them. So it's just too much of a difference. Uh, I, I agree every, with everything you said there, uh, Cousin Jared. I think this is going to be a tight game. I think either team could easily win by three. And so give me four points all day long. This is a complete toss-up game. So yeah, best bet Auburn plus four for me. Sticking in the SEC, Mississippi State coming off of a big win against Kentucky is at an Arkansas team that seems to be fading a little bit here. Arkansas is a five and a half point favorite. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you have for us here? Official play for me, I am taking the five and a half points in Mississippi State. I feel like I have underestimated Mississippi State all season, and I, I think what did it for me was the, the loss to LSU. I think I kind of just disregarded them uh, after the, the loss to LSU. Especially because we both had them on that one, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then Arkansas, you know, flipped the script. I, you know, I felt really good after I called uh, their, you know, them covering against Texas. I told everybody here, take the points with Arkansas when they were playing AM. And I think just because I had been right about Arkansas, I kind of elevated In two big them. games. Yeah, and I kind of elevated them higher than I should, and they've been knocked down a few pegs since then. So this is just more of I've been wrong on Mississippi State in the past few weeks. I've been wrong on Arkansas. So usually I would have said, oh, yeah, Arkansas here, but I've just been so wrong. I'm just flipping around. I'm saying, hey, I'm taking the five and a half points in Mississippi State. We need to have a – we've got a couple of new segments this week I'm, I'm excited to unveil. Uh, we need to have a segment of picks we're going to regret you know not making <laughs> which we've talked about a lot or picks oh. that we or picks that we regret not making maybe we should add it to the yeah recap. i regret not taking mississippi state last week uh someone had made a comment on the video about that game and i specifically said it's typed out in the comments if you want to go for last week i said mississippi state's the right side i said people are you know disillusioned with Kentucky, but they're not really yeah. that good this game in Mississippi State. I said under a field goal. I said Mississippi State's the right play. And I just, I kept eyeing it all week. If you look at the spreadsheet, I had it highlighted because it was one of those that I was like, I'm going to make the play. I'm going to make the play. Just looking for the right number. And I just yeah. couldn't talk myself into it. And I was so frustrated when that game started. Kentucky just looked, it couldn't do anything. Mississippi State's a pretty solid team. And I, I just, I regret not doing that. I regretted it you know, after the first quarter, basically, uh, I'm with you. This is a best bet for me, Mississippi State plus five and a half. I think we just talked about this game. This game and the Auburn A&M game are going to be mirror images of each other. Yeah. The model thinks it should also be a pick them as well. And you're giving me way too many points. So best bet on Auburn, best bet on Mississippi State for the same reasons. You're giving me way too many points in what it should be a toss-up game where the road team is the better team balancing out with the home field edge. I'm, I, I give two and a half for most home fields. I give three for the big ones. I give three for Arkansas. I still think this should be a coin toss game. So yeah, best bet for me here on Mississippi State. Um, again, not trying to say that Auburn or Mississippi State for sure will win. It's just you got a lot of value there getting more than a field goal in a game that could is probably going to be relatively low scoring, could easily end at three or four. So tons of value there. Moving on, Clemson, a three-and-a-half-point favorite at Louisville. Clemson team that we just – everybody's talking about every single week. We for sure are here way too often. We already covered their game last week against uh, Florida state finally getting a cover. If you yeah. had the nine and a half, yeah. we had it, we had tens on this one. So we pushed yeah. um, cousin Jared, what is your play on this one? So uh, number one, I think this is a bad matchup for Louisville because Louisville likes to run the ball. And of all of the things that we've said about Clemson this year, stopping the run has not been 
you know, a, a weakness. That's, that's definitely been one of, one of their strong points. The other thing is, especially early in the season, Louisville was kind of the remedy. If your offense wasn't hitting on all cylinders, go play Louisville and, and you were going to be able to fix some things. So, you know, naturally that was kind of my first inclination was I need to lay in the lay the three and a half points with Clemson here, but, and professor, sorry, I did not give you a heads up on this, but do you have your rankings, you know, at the tips of your fingers here? I can, I can get there quickly. Okay. So Keep talking I, and, I'll, and I'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, I, so I, I do have the rankings pulled up. I see Pitt, Pitt is ranked number 10 in the uh, rankings. Yep. Clemson 16. Okay. Clemson 16. Where mm. would Louisville be? Um, I could do I, how far do I have to 45th. Yeah. 45th. 45th. I, this is the exact same line we had on the pit game. Why that like your rankings just do not seem to make this match up. That, right. That, that, that's a, I, I'm glad you went that way instead of being like your rankings don't make sense on the podcast about the model based choices. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, but it's but, not, it's not, no, Pitt was favored in that game. Y- yes, but three and a half points with with yeah. Clemson. I just you know yeah, it's, yeah. it just it's not being close to a, being close to a field goal when you've got a team that's a Pittsburgh team that's much 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 better than Louisville. Yeah, yes. yes exactly. And to be fair, just... hey, it, it, and you're right. To be fair, that one I took Pitt. I laid the three and a half. I said it should be like ten. Pittsburgh killed them. And I regretted not making it a best bet. I even tweeted that I was going to regret not. I was again back to the we should yeah. segment of things we're going to regret. I well, let's, let's, that not rehash, no sense. let's not rehash it though. If not for the interception being thrown directly, yeah. to the line, maybe I would have been the one covering the, all the, that. The more, yeah, the more interesting thing on this one is you try to figure out Clemson zigzagging like every week and being like, they're going to cover, they're not going to cover, they're going to cover, they're not going to cover. And not well, and, and every time I, that I faded Clemson this year, I've been right, you know, mm-hmm. in the push last week. But anyway, more illustrations. Official play for me. I'm laying the three and a half points with Clemson here. This doesn't this doesn't seem to add up based on how Clemson played against Pitt. Pitt being you know tenth in your rankings and Louisville not being there. So I, I'm laying the three and a half points with Clemson. Yeah, it's a lean for me. So I am also on Clemson minus three and a half, but a smaller unit bet there. The model thinks it should be four and a half. Um, kind of like you said, I think it's a bad matchup for Louisville. I think. Mm-hmm. Clemson is one of those teams that, given what they've done, they probably win this game by three and just piss us all off because that's what Clemson has yeah. done all season. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Um, again, I, I, I'm hoping they, you know, they can win by four, they win by seven. So it's it's a lean simply because I can't trust this Clemson team. It's also a lean because it's at three and a half. If it does get down to three, it's a pick that I can endorse uh, a little bit more. Um, but yeah, that's. Uh, again, we'll talk about Clemson. I'm sure they'll do something wonky. We'll be talking way more than we should about them next week. That's just what they, tends to happen. They may have the most dedicated talk time on this podcast. Uh, they're definitely they're definitely up there. Uh, there's yeah, a couple yeah. of that we'll talk about later that, that get up there, but they're they're easily top five. Uh, yeah. If someone was to break that down. Uh, moving yeah. on to a team that we've talked about for uh, a decade now. I'm counting Jack Boise State. Your background here for us. <laughs> uh, Boise State at Fresno State. Fresno State is a five point favorite, and the backstory behind why that's Jack's background is because of course if you're a new listener uh, Jack and I go way back and have had our struggles with Boise not being able to figure them out one way or the other for years now cousin Jared takes Boise last week I I back him as well I take Boise as well uh, 
they struggle and then early on the group texts we're just having a blast with it of you yeah. know jared's finally getting the boise treatment or what a boise cover for us so uh, we got we got the one with boise but uh, i think yeah. that's, that's why the background's there because boise's been a a, a uh, fun team historically for us i'm so disappointed that that cover happened because i wanted jared to start his <laughs> boise chant oh no 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 but that's the, that's the whole thing guys i figured boise out I, okay I, all right I oh, oh, yeah, yeah yeah i told you last week it's jekyll and hyde last week you got the good boise so let's flip it around here you're getting bad boise this week and, and here's the secret you know to, to our listeners if you didn't watch the boise state i'll tell you what happened you didn't really get boys good boise last week you got like a quarter and a half of good boise yeah, and that yeah. was enough to cover against colorado state yeah. boise state played terribly that whole first half of that game first half so of yeah yeah so flip it around here uh you know i think you're gonna get bad boise this week also helps i think they're playing a very good fresno state game uh professor you you, you talked about you know you should have made that mississippi state play last week i was kicking myself i kept waiting on fresno last you week did. we I talked figured, about it throughout the week off you know, i, yeah. I and then the line crossed zero. Fresno became favored, and I was like, ah, I just, I just can't do it, and I, I should have done it. So uh, I'm not making that mistake again. Uh, official play for me here. I'm laying the five points with Fresno State. And, and, and while we're here, just as FYI for our listeners, I don't know. This year has been weird. Usually, you know, they always talk about not chasing steam, right? And you, you don't want to chase steam necessarily. You know, what that means, of course, is if you, if you like a team, you see, if you're looking at a line and you see minus three and then it jumps out to minus four, just because, you know, people are betting it doesn't mean like that's the for sure right side to lay the four because sometimes that is the right side, but sometimes, you know, it'll land at, at three and they got it at a, at a number where they had the push protection and you've lost that or lands at four and they've got the win and now you just pushed and, and held your money up for no reason. Right? So they always talk about don't chase you. You have all these things that are your normal uh, betting, you know, tips and tricks or whatever. But this year has been so weird with so many times the direction the money has moved has lost. And okay. so, uh, yeah, when, when you're talking about this, I'm just sitting there going, we've learned this lesson that this year you can't really trust the whole, oh, money's coming on this side. What's that mean? Or should I be afraid or whatever? Because it's like, I think this year it's felt like all that just gets thrown out the window. It's, it's meant nothing, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Jack, you have any, any other Boise thing you want to add here? Oh, Godspeed, Jared. I, <laughs> it, it, if you've cracked Boise after one week after the professor and I have failed for 10 years, I, I'm, I'm just going to go walk in the lake by my house. Oh, yeah. Well, see, I, I won't be here next week, guys. So you can just bask in my failure. If Boise covers next week, feel free to throw me under the bus. Hey, it'll, it'll be me there with you. I also am lying to five with Fresno State <laughs> official pick. The model thinks this should be seven and a half. So the model thinks it should be over a touchdown. I think that uh, Fresno winning by six or seven is very likely in this game. I echo everything you said there, Jared. Sometimes your analysis is interesting. It's a different take. It's something I hadn't considered, but those are the exact points that I would have made as well. Boise looked bad last week. Fresno was really good. They, I was really impressed with them last week yeah. against San Diego State at home i think they are a much better team i think this number is i think i think this line i, I think one of two things happens i think either this I, i'm gonna break my rule i'm gonna prognosticate about where the line's gonna go either a <laughs> the line's gonna get to seven and i'm gonna say that's that's where it should be it should be sitting at seven b the line's not gonna get to seven and it's not getting there because there's so much name recognition on the boise right. of old and this boise team isn't bad but they are not as good as some of those previous no. iterations so um yeah. Either way, I think Fresno minus five, if it's minus five and a half, even a minus six, I think is a solid play. So official play for me as well, Fresno minus and, five. And just for anybody who hasn't watched Boise this year, like I think, you know, specifically about what's different, their offense is just not what we're used to seeing from a, from a Boise offense. Yeah, yeah. 
if you're thinking about um, taking the points with Boise, may I suggest the Boise money line? Because I think this is going to be one of those games where they either lose by 14 or find a way to beat Fresno. Yep. Yep. Good take. Good take. Uh, we're going to wrap up the games you care about segment uh, with one very near and dear to Jack's heart here, Oklahoma State at West Virginia. Oklahoma State is a uh, two-and-a-half-point road favorite. Jack, I'm going to let you kick us off on this one. Oh, gosh. You know, playing Kansas for homecoming masks a lot of ills, guys. It does. It does. <laughs> and I, just because they beat Kansas by, what, 52, 52. D- doesn't mean that they're all of a sudden a much better team than the team that still couldn't kick a stupid field goal in Ames, Iowa. And Getting to West Virginia is a pretty difficult road trip for the Big 12. I think between the possible little overcorrection from Oklahoma State finally like destroying somebody and the relatively difficult time they have in Morgantown, I think there's value here in taking the points. So official pick for me, I'm gonna I'm gonna take West Virginia here and wonder if my team is ever really going to figure out how to beat someone that isn't Kansas. <laughs> Jared, what do you want to add on that one? So uh, I said last week that I'm done with West Virginia, and then they beat Iowa State, and I'm sticking to my word. I'm done with West Virginia. I'm not touching this game. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, I mean, this, you know, there's no, there's no way I would take West Virginia in this spot. I, you know, my heart's telling me you need to take Oklahoma State, but I'm just, I'm just not touching any West Virginia games. I'm done with them. Hey, hey, good for you for sticking with that. Uh, yeah. I had West, I had West Virginia plus seven last week. I thought they would keep it close. I like the push protection. Of course, they won by seven. Uh, yeah. Got a, did get a little help from the refs on a couple of plays there in that game. If you if you watched it, but they were definitely the right side. <laughs> they were in that game, and they should not have been getting that many points. But uh, I'm I'm passing on this one. The model makes this one and a half, so I'm holding off. If it gets to th- West Virginia plus three, I would take the plus three. So we'll see where the line goes I, I think the big 12 refs twitter handle was like it feels weird to be helping iowa state and then like 10 minutes later it was like that's more like it yeah yeah exactly <laughs> exactly all right moving on to a new segment this week i'm calling this the big three this is where we discuss the difficulties in handicapping the outliers at the top of the rankings specifically almost every computer system will say to fade these three teams every single week to a sub 500 record so i want to talk about them specifically right here first off we have missouri at georgia georgia is a 38 point favorite uh because of jared what is your take on this game so my take on this game is like i have watched an abnormal amount of missouri football this year missouri man yeah yeah (laughs) gambling will do weird things to you right so i like missouri I'm not sure Missouri could stop the three of us from rushing for like 100 <laughs> yards against them. They're really bad. On, on, on how many carries? Because, yes, if you give us enough carries, sure. <laughs> I mean, like, we're not, le- I'm not getting like, that many carries. Like, legitimately, <laughs> like 25, maybe. <laughs> like, it's, it's, it's not good. Anyway, the moral of the story is here. If, if Georgia wanted to score 56 points in this game, I think they could. But I have not seen anything from Georgia this season that makes me think they're going to do that. So there's no way I'm taking the points with Missouri, but at the same way, at the same time, there's, there's no way I feel comfortable laying that many points with Georgia because they just, they just don't care. They'll get up, you know, 24, nothing, 31, nothing. And then just, you know, yeah. they'll sit on it the rest yeah. of the game. So why, 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 why does Georgia have to strain itself right now? Exactly. They're like, the objectively number one team in the country right now. All they have to do is not get hurt before they play Bama. Yeah. So, so just, I, I'm not touching this game. 
Okay. So uh, a couple a couple things here. First off, if you watch any of that Missouri Vanderbilt game last week, I, I'm kind of kind of with you, Jack. Why I, I did, but again, <laughs> like like you said, <laughs> this this business will get you doing some weird things. Um, Every time you looked up, Vanderbilt was running for like seventy yards, and Vanderbilt they could not, not really they could not stop the team. Vanderbilt quarterback. They, they could not, not stop him on the ground. Yeah, and and so here's the thing: is I, I think you're right. You know, I think if Georgia wanted to, they could score 156 points in this game. I mean, a little bit of exaggeration, obviously, but not that much. Yeah. I think I think the thing is, is I think you make a good point, but Georgia's going to put their backups in. What are they going to do? They're going to run the ball they're going to end up with 60 yard runs. They're not, they're not going to be trying to, they're not, the guy's not going to stop. Like this isn't a video game, right? Where you can control it and be like, oh, it's, I'm just going to like hit the Six next or fourth dive. Quarter. Yeah, yeah. Like th- those guys want to score those backups. They're going to go, they're going to go score. The model thinks this should be 35 and a half. And as we talked about these systems, my system is no different. They're built to, to make all these comparisons within teams, but needs the top the problem is the systems can't move these teams light years ahead to, to show you what they're going to do against the bad teams, because then it's going to be a little, it's going to be too far off when they play the just below them team. So these models have a really hard time with, with these teams. So anytime I see a number that's this close, I kind of think maybe you should lay the points. The strategies worked pretty well for me before. And so I'm leaning towards Georgia. So a small pick here mm. at Georgia minus 38. And like I said, I think it's the spot here. I think those backup uh, running backs are just going to have a field day against Missouri so I think this to me this is one of those 56 to nothing type games where they just accidentally score there 55 you know nothing something like that I think yeah. they can cover 30 just a lean though because it is a really big number so it's not a yeah. normal sized play for me uh, the second team in this discussion some people have Ohio State second some people have Alabama second with regards to who the second best team is uh, going forward here so Ohio State is a 14 and a half point favorite at Nebraska uh, cousin Jared what is your pick on this one yeah, so this was another uh, late ad for me. So official play, I'm laying the 14 and a half points with Ohio State. And especially like the, the Big Ten East, like all of those teams, like they a lot, they're good, but they all kind of have their flaws. And so like I just glossed over this line when I first saw it. But then I kind of I, I asked myself, is Nebraska closer to Penn State? Or is Nebraska closer to insert every other team that Ohio State played the past month? Rutgers, Maryland, Indiana. I think Nebraska is closer to those other three teams and none of those games were remotely close. And I think the Penn State game, you know, was probably a wake up call for, for Ohio State. So official play for me here, I'm laying the 14 and a half points. I think Ohio State's going to blow them out of the water like they did, you know, these other teams they've been playing the past month uh, previous to uh, Penn State. Yeah, it's an official play for me as well, Ohio State minus 14 and a half. Take everything I just said on the Missouri-Georgia game and add it here, except now it's not just that my model is off by a few points. The model is pretty close on this one. That tells me that Ohio State is the right side on this one. Uh, the model says 15, but again, I, I, think it's, I think it's more than that. I think you make some good points there. Cousin Jared, I, I don't think that Nebraska is necessarily closer to the Indianas of the world than Penn State. I might say they're kind of about in between. And if you take those score lines and you average them out, then Ohio State wins this game by 28, 31, maybe even 24, something like that. But I think 14 yeah. and a half is an easy number for them to cover. I think uh, up until this gets to 17, I think it's an easy play. Beyond that, it starts getting dicey, right? They could easily win by 17 or 18 or something like that. 
but I do think it's very possible that they just knock the doors out of Nebraska. And at what point does Nebraska quit? It, we keep talking about it. It's, yeah. You guys, I don't want to hear fun, you guys want to hear a fun fact for anyone who's not a Nebraska fan? Oh, goodness. In the, in the last five games between Ohio State and Nebraska, Ohio State has won by margins of 35, 41, 5, 42, and 59. This is a team wow. that is very good at destroying Nebraska. <laughs> yeah, and I don't, I don't see it being a five-point game either on this one, but yeah. Um, yeah, so official pick for me here, Ohio State minus 14 and a half. And the last of our big three, Alabama, another team the model just doesn't really know how to handle. Alabama is a 28 and a half point favorite. Not just 28, you get the hook as well. Yeah, 28, <laughs> and <a half. laughs> 28 and a half point favorite at home against LSU. This is not the game of the century, folks. This might get might get ugly here. Cousin Jared, what's your pick? I like I had to do a double take when I saw this line because this was just not what I was expecting. So official play from me here, I'm taking the 28 and a half points with LSU. I mean, what does LSU have to lose, right? I mean, the coach is gone. It's going to be really tough for them to make a bowl game at this point. I think they're going to play with a reckless abandon. That could go terribly wrong, but it also could go right. You know, I think the game's that LSU has to look out for the rest of the season. I don't have their schedule pulled up in front of me, but like the Kentucky game, like it's Kentucky. Like, who cares? Right. Like they're going to be up to play Alabama. So when you're, you know, you're excited about the game, you have no reason not to just pull every trick out of the hat that you possibly could. You had a bye last week and, and Alabama had a bye too, but Alabama wasn't gearing using their bye week to prep for LSU. LSU was using their bye week to prep for Alabama. Yeah. I, I'm going to take the 28 and a half points here and Alabama could win by, you know, 35 or I don't think they win by 42. Alabama could cover this number, but I think LSU is going to pull out every trick they have and to keep it close. They may lose by 21. If they do, that's fine. I'll get to the window with it. So I'm taking the 28 and a half. It's a crying shame that we actually don't have less smiles in this situation because that would be like must watch football. Like what, what yeah. is Les going what to try to yeah. do to yeah. win or lose this game by a hundred? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, and I'm with you. I'm, I'm also official pick taking LSU plus 28 and a half. The model thinks it should be 22 and a half. We talked about the model, not knowing how to handle these teams, but in this one, it's so far off. I, you know, I, I think, I think LSU is the right side here, especially through the hook at 28. Yeah. You still like it, but I mean, you could easily push. I mean, I could easily see this being a game that's, you know, 56 28 or something crazy where Bama can score at will, but LSU's pulling all these wonky trick plays and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but getting the hook is even better. So, yeah, official pick for me LSU getting all those points just because it's such a discrepancy from where this number should be. If this number was 24, I'd say that's probably spot on. Yeah. Um, it's just too many points. This, this is a game where I think you'll know at the end of the first quarter whether you're going to cover or not. Like, if, it, if it's close, I think you're going to coast to a cover if Alabama's if, up if, by two touchdowns in the first. Yeah, you might. Say, you, to, to me, it feels like it's 21 nothing at the after the first quarter, or it's 7-3, and you're like, okay, we got we're in yeah. this, you know. Yeah. If you're selling this short, you might be outside of the number at the end of the first quarter. But at 28 and a half, I mean, if it's if it's 31 <laughs> it could, or 35 nothing, it could goodness. happen. This is saving <laughs> we, we're talking we, about. We, we did watch Virginia and BYU last week. Oh, so gosh. Not impossible. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Moving on to a, a new segment. I'm calling this still got them zeros. 
This is a segment where we talk about teams that still have a zero in either the win or the loss column. We're going to start off with the teams that have a zero where they want the zero with the one that everyone's <laughs> interested in here where game day is at this week. Tulsa at Cincinnati. Uh, hey, game day's going to be there, right? So that should be fun. Uh, Cincinnati is a 23-point favorite. The model thinks 26. So I'm laying the 23 as an official pick. I think that Cincinnati has struggled the last couple of weeks. I went against them last week and won pretty easily mm-hmm. in that game. Uh, the week before, Navy covered pretty easily against them as well. Game day's there this week. They need the style points. There's a decent yeah, sure. chance after what happens with the playoff rankings, they need the style points even more. Yeah, they could be very upset after the playoff rankings come out. They could be very upset. So I think that this is the spot to lay the 23. I think this is a game where they went by 24, 27, 28, something in that ballpark um, are very reasonable options. Again, the model doesn't love laying big numbers. So the model thinks that Cincinnati should be minus 26. I think it's the right side. So I'm laying 23. You guys carry on. I'm going to check the remaining schedule to see why they're not going to not going to Cincinnati SMU. That would make a lot more sense. Is that game in Cincinnati or at SMU? Uh, it's in Cincinnati. Oh, I mean, they may go back there. Oh, well, Michigan State, Ohio State. That's probably good. Hello. Mm-hmm. Guest star by Newton. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what everyone what everyone in the pandemic has experienced, cat walking across the video during the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, I, we'll, I think we'll touch on it later, potentially. Um, but there is a game where game day should be at this week, and it's not that one. So mm, I'll, is, I'll address yeah, right. that. Right. We'll, we'll, that get we'll get there. We'll get there. We'll tease it this thing. Yeah. Well, the other thing yeah. is, who, who knows what's happening that week? Because there might be another big game that week that they're, that they're yeah. buying. Um, uh, next game, Michigan State still undefeated. A team that we talked earlier about Clemson, a team we've devoted a lot of time to. We devoted a lot of time to Michigan State because we have all been riding that train i rode that train again last week against michigan and it got me to the window this week they are a short two and a half point road favorite at a at a at a purdue team that got a big win against nebraska but didn't really play that well cousin jared what's your take on this one i don't understand and i feel like you could just replay every segment we've had with michigan state lines for the entire season and it's all just the same i have no idea why these lines are the way they are we've been i mean i i can't remember did you play them the first week against northwestern did you oh no no see we don't need to go that far back because against northwestern i think is when i said something like michigan state might win three games this year (laughs) (laughs) i took northwestern and i had such hope for northwestern (laughs) yeah yeah literally since then yeah we've been riding michigan state the whole season and these lines just don't make any sense so i'm taking the uh land the two and a half points of michigan state here i think it's way too easy i, I don't know what's going on official play yeah. for me yeah but some, sometimes it's hard to jump on a moving train but this michigan state train is moving so slowly that even i can jump on this one <laughs> I, I don't i we all watched the game last week right against yeah. michigan like yeah like like what are we seeing that what are you guys in particular seeing that no one else is seeing uh, Official pick for me. I'm laying the points as well. Like I'm in. Yeah. Why should I be? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Best bet. Y'all know where we were going with this. All of us love Michigan State. We've been loving Michigan State. We've loved them for for weeks now. So we got on early, and there's no reason to get off now. Not at this number. My model thinks it should be nine. I know it's a road game. You talk about letdown spot or whatever. Look, you're undefeated. You're playing for the playoff. There's no letdown spot here. Like so, don't don't give me that nonsense. You get Ohio State in two weeks. 
You can't let yeah. him now. Yeah. yeah. At three, this is a best bet. Uh, even up to a touchdown, I think it's still a solid play. Once you get to a touchdown oh, yeah. on the road, it's tougher. But I mean, this line doesn't make any sense. And, and look, I'll, I'll acknowledge my ratings. I am. I have Michigan State number four. I, I am higher on them than probably anybody else. And, and I'll own that. That's every model has outliers. Right. But my model is built to say where should you be based off how you're playing right now? And it's looking at what Michigan State's doing and it's continuing to give them credit. Um, they deserve it. And, and, and I don't, I don't understand why no one else is saying yeah. what we are. So uh, yeah. surely we aren't the only ones banging this drum, but we are banging it pretty hard. So best bet for yeah. Michigan State minus two and a half at Purdue. Another undefeated team, Wake Forest, still undefeated at North Carolina. North Carolina is a two and a half point home favorite. So uh, the books think that West, uh, that Wake Forest is going to get their first loss this weekend. Uh, Cousin Jared, what do you think? Wake Forest, I feel like it's just this steady, steady team that you kind of know what you're getting every week and they just keep plugging along. And North Carolina has some good highs, but man, when North Carolina goes low, they go way low. So official play for me here, I'm taking the two and a half points with Wake Forest. Uh, this this seems, you know, too easy to me. Um, I, I, I would take the two and a half points personally, but if you wanted to sprinkle some money on Wake Forest in the money line, that's fine. I think this is going to be a high scoring game and maybe the odds of it landing within that three, I would say, you know, maybe whoever has the ball last wins, you get a touchdown, maybe the, the winner ends up winning by six or seven. So, you know, if you want to even put some money on, like force the money line, I don't think that would be a bad bet, but official play for me, I'm taking the two and a half points with Lake Forest. Yeah, I don't know what the total is, but it will be a high scoring game. Lake Forest, yeah. not the best defense in the world, but a fantastic yeah, offense. Yeah, in, in the 70s, I believe. Is yeah, that's, that seems right. I'd still, again, my model doesn't do totals, but I still would look over on that because I just don't see how anybody's going to get stops on this one. Both yeah. teams will play fast as well. I'm making this 70, up, 76. 76. I yeah. would still take over. This feels like in the <laughs> 80s or 90s for me, but that's just my, that's just my opinion. Yeah. Um, a best bet for me, Lake Forest plus two and a half love if you could get three on this one but i'm not sure it's going to get there my model thinks that wake forest should be a four and a half point road favorite my model's looking at north carolina kind of like you said and there's some good moments there's some bad moments i don't trust that north carolina can put it together for 60 minutes and my model doesn't yeah. my model can't say you know what if you only have the good plays and take out the bad plays and you put it all together what are you gonna do sure if north carolina puts it all together they win this game especially at home yeah. but you can't count on that you can't predict that all i can do is use the past as my best predictor of the future and north carolina's they're okay yeah they have some bad moments and and that goes back to exactly what i said with wake forest like you're gonna get a solid 60 minutes from wake forest i i don't know if they've had like a 10 minute stretch of the season where they just look not good you know they're, yeah. and, they're solid every game and they've had really good injury luck so far this year this is the part of the season where i thought they'd really struggle a, a road game in chapel hill we thought North Carolina would be better. We figured if Wake Forest has any injuries anywhere, this is a game where North Carolina just runs away with it. But Wake Forest has stayed relatively healthy. North Carolina isn't as good as we thought they would be. And so a game that early in the season, I would have said North Carolina wins this by 17. I think Wake Forest goes on the road and gets the W here. So again, best bet for me, taking the two and a half points in what should be a fun shootout. There's one last undefeated team, UTSA. I see you, but you're playing after dark, so we will cover your game in that segment. But I do, I do see you there still undefeated. Still that zero in that loss call, UTSA, which moves us to a couple of teams that have a zero in the wrong column. Arizona, 
Still no wins <sighs> yet at oh, home. Yeah. Wasted a couple of golden opportunities. Uh, you know, they, they had the Northern Arizona game. They had the Washington game, right, that they hung in there in that first half. Uh, still one less on the season. They're, they're home to California. California is an 11-and-a-half-point road favorite. Uh, Cousin Jerry, what do you got? Yeah, I remember when I said that that you should never lay a touchdown with the Pac-12 mm-hmm. team on the mm-hmm. road. That doesn't yep. apply against Arizona. Arizona's uh, not a team. Yeah. <laughs> official, well, play from, uh, <laughs> official play from me here. I'm laying the 11 and a half points with Cal. I feel like I'm going to regret this. And I'm about to give you all way more of a backstory with my relationship with Cal than, than y'all want. But a few years ago, they had uh, Garbers, who's still the quarterback now. But he, it was like this they were a covering machine when he was playing quarterback. The problem is, is um, when he got hurt, like they couldn't cover any spread. It, it got really bad. So that was kind of my basis for when uh, I think we all took Cal the first week of the season against Nevada and, and we all lost. I, I thought they were going to be able to cover no problem again, because garbage was back. Um, this season just hasn't played out at all. Like I expected. I think part of, you know, I mentioned last week, it was like play them when they're a dog and fade them when they're a favorite. And then, of course, they've started kind of uh, flipped that recently. This is they more of a play really well. Yeah, this is more they, and they should have beat Washington, too. I, I won't cover all that, but they they should have beat Washington earlier in the season as well. Um, so I think this is more of a play with my heart. I thought I knew something about Cal. I kind of still want to be proven right. And also, I just think Arizona is so bad. Cal's been playing better. They're they their record should be better than what it is. So I'm laying the 11 and a half points. Again, y'all can make fun of me when I'm not here next week, but you know, official play from me, I'm laying, laying, laying the 11 and a half with Cal. I don't think we can prospectively make fun of you for taking the favorite against a winless team. Yeah. Well, well, Jack, you could have two weeks ago and I did the same thing with Washington and looked real dumb. So don't, don't give up hope. Don't give up hope. <laughs> this is true. Hey, it, it, again, just like we talked about earlier, I'm in the same boat. This is the best bet for me. Cal minus 11 and a half. The model thinks it should be 16. This line, uh, even if it wasn't 16, I'm fine with that. But this line should be 14, maybe 14 and a half. There's zero reason that it's on the other side of 13 and 14. Um, that's why this is a best bet for me because it's crossing those two really key numbers, even though it's a real game. Look, Cal is playing very well. I've been against Cal a couple of weeks. Model sees how well they're playing and keeps bumping them up and is fairly aggressive because Cal's been playing very, very well of late. This is a complete mismatch with how bad Arizona is. And so I'm the models finally flipped on Cal and said, Hey, we see you and what you're doing. I think they destroy Arizona and keep Arizona one less uh, so that we will still be talking about them in this segment in weeks to come. And our last winless team, UNLV at New Mexico. New Mexico is a one-point home favorite. Cousin Jared. Official play for me, I'm laying the one point with New Mexico. So I watched almost all of that UNLV-Nevada game. Yeah, I took the 20 and a half points with Nevada, or excuse me, uh, UNLV. That wasn't enough to get me to the window. Uh, but some, some similar observations as to what I had with the Temple quarterback situation a couple of weeks ago. You could say the same thing about UNLV. I lost count how many times I saw uh, you know, the UNLV quarterback make a really bad throw or have turnover or something, walking back to the sideline with his head down. Um, he, he seemed to have lost all of his confidence. Um, so, you know, New Mexico came off that win against Wyoming. I don't know what that means, except that they won. But at, at this point, I have a lot more 
faith in New Mexico than I do UNLV. And again, based on what I saw from the UNLV offense um, last week and the quarterback specifically, uh, if it's a tight game, I, I don't trust him to, to make the big plays. So I'm, I'm going to lay the one point with New Mexico. Um, official pick for me too. I am also laying the one point. I don't think it needs to be as complicated as that, Jared. You're, you're basically asking a team to straight up win against a winless UNLV team at home. And the list of teams that you would not trust to get that job done is pretty small at this point. And I don't think UNM is on that list. Yeah, but UNLV has been feisty this season, except last week against Nevada. And they like, they had some spark because it was a rivalry game, but they, they were never in that game. So I I don't know. I, I, I see what you're saying. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I backed UNLV last week. I, I don't want to be completely wrong, but yeah, I, we're on the same side. So I agree with you. <laughs> so I, I am also playing New Mexico. It's all three of us minus one. Best bet for me. The model thinks it should be New Mexico minus seven. I don't understand this line at all. I think people are, especially early on in the week. I, this is, again, I'm going to break my rule again. I think this line becomes New Mexico favored by, I think it closes in the, in the three to four range. I think early on, I think it's people saying UNLV has played relatively well. They had, for the most part, up until last week, people thinking about New Mexico being bad. But New Mexico is a better team than UNLV. They've been a better team all season, I think. Um, They're at home. I just don't see why. This line just doesn't make any sense to me. Also, thinking about UNLV and just because of what happened in the NFL with the Lions here reminds me that the Lions, if you follow, if you follow the NFL, were a team that had looked good, hadn't won, but they were covering and people were liking them. And the Lions go and lose by 100 of the Eagles. So sometimes these teams that are like, hey, we're playing well, but we haven't won yet. Sometimes that keeps happening. And sometimes those teams completely fall apart. And yeah. they fell apart last week to Nevada. What's going to happen this week? But, you know, it it just makes me think you can't just play the whole they've been playing well thing with UNLV, thus they're going to eventually get a win. I mean, they were playing well, but they're still not a good team. And so I think New Mexico is the right side here. So uh, best bet, New Mexico minus one. And I think you made a good point there, too. Just like we talked about positive brand recognition with Boise State, I think you got a lot of negative brand recognition with with New Mexico. Mexico. So, So I think that plays into it as well. Yep, absolutely. And that wraps up our Still Got Them Zeros segment. Moving on to one that we have enjoyed for uh, several weeks now here. Uh, You don't have to watch them to make the monies. We've got five games in this segment where we'll remind you that every winner pays the same, even if it's not a sexy matchup. And we have a a couple of doozies in this one. Uh, We're going to start off with Navy at Notre Dame. Notre Dame is a 22-point favorite Jack, uh, I think you have a play on this one for us. Yeah, so official play for me. I, I'm going to lay the points with Notre Dame. Now, the, the last time I faded Navy, I believe it did not go well for me. I, was, I think I was on that too, Cincinnati, and that did not. Yeah, yeah, no, that did not go well for me at all. This is a prime example of me not learning from my errors. <laughs> I, I think Notre Dame has just as much to play for as Cincinnati does, but they're not as like maddeningly inconsistent early on as Cincinnati has been. So I think they're going to actually find themselves in the position where Navy has to play catch up. And by the nature of their scheme, they're just not going to be able to do so. So that's what I'm attempting this time. That makes a lot of sense. That Cincinnati Navy game, once Cincinnati took control at the 
end, the wheels came off fast for Navy. If that had yeah. happened in the second quarter, I think Cincinnati gets them an easy cover. The problem is it happened in the fourth quarter and the wheels came off, but the game was basically over by that point. What's that it Vince Lombardi quote? I didn't lose. I just ran out of time. Exactly. 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 I'm also laying the 22 with Notre Dame. And that one is it even money uh, for the record. The model thinks it should be 27. This is for me, less of a play against Navy, more of a play on Notre Dame. I've backed Notre Dame as a best bet the last two weeks and both of those have won i'm going back to the well i've kind of i had notre dame also as a best bet against wisconsin uh, earlier in the year i've liked notre dame more than most people have and it's paid off yeah. pretty well so i don't see any reason to change that up the model still likes them so i'm gonna roll with it again here so official pick notre dame minus 22 at even money coastal carolina is also a large favorite at georgia southern they are a 19 and a half point favorite uh cousin jared yeah, so uh, official play for me here, I'm laying the 19 and a half points, and this is kind of just another gut feel like it was uh, with Troy going against Coastal last week. Coastal just hasn't had a big blowout win recently. It feels like they're due based on how they were just destroying everybody in the first half of the season. So um, I think this is maybe a, a get right game. Uh, Georgia Southern, you know, they fired their coach and obviously like there must've been a reason they fired their coach. Right. And then they turn around and just put up 59 points or something like that on Arkansas state, which one, one will do against Arkansas state. Uh, but then the wheels. We haven't talked about that in a while. We, we, we hammered against Arkansas state giving up points for a while early on in this podcast. And then we, well, we haven't, yeah, we haven't mentioned then, well, they, they stopped playing people we care about. Well, <laughs> that, no, well, coming full circle, then they played Louisiana close, which I mentioned earlier, Louisiana just has all those close games, but anyway, so they, they look good. They fired the coach. They look good against Arkansas state. Now the wheels have kind of started coming off the, the way that you would expect when, you know, you fire your coach. So uh, I just think Coastal's due for a big win here. So I'm laying the 19 and a half. I also blame the 19 and a half. It's a best bet for me only at 19 and a half. Otherwise, it's just a regular play. The reason why, A, we've talked about this a lot. My model doesn't love to lay big numbers. So what it does, I like it. But also the model thinks it should be 21 and a half. By laying 19 and a half, I'm crossing two really key numbers in 20 and 21 that it could easily land at. So that's the only reason it's a best bet here because um, there's, you know, seven, eight percent probability that we're getting a 20 or a 21 point win in this game. So that's why I like it uh, right there as well. I hope you are correct, cousin Jared, and that they are uh, eager for that big win, eager for those style points, um, because we're going to need them to we're going to run up the score here on this one. Um, sticking in that kind of region, of the country, a team that has been fun to watch all year, Louisiana Monroe is at Texas State. Cousin Jared, what is your pick on this one? Uh, official play from me here, I'm taking the three and a half points with Louisiana Monroe. Uh, so, you know, I, I don't want to say I keep up with Texas State uh, closely, but, you know, their head coach, Jake Spavadal, used to be the offense coordinator at AM. So I kind of keep tabs on what they're doing. Had high hopes for them uh, the past couple of years, and they've just kind of been going downhill. Things haven't progressed the way that you would expect. Louisiana Monroe, the exact opposite, like no expectations of them at all under under um, uh, Terry Bowden, I believe, and Richard Rodriguez, the offense coordinator. And all of a sudden, it's like, hey, it's like if Rich Rodriguez is an offensive coordinator at a G5 school, it's like he makes a difference. Uh, so, you know, they makes sense playing, when you think about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So they've been they've been playing really well. So I, I feel good about getting a three and a half points here um I, I can't uh you know personally when i have a key number like that uh you know crossing three i'm going to take the three and a half points but looking at louisiana monroe's schedule if you want to take the money line i would probably endorse that 
their games, they either win or they do not come close to covering uh, what I would assume any of these lines would have been. So if you wanted to take Louisiana Monroe on the money line, I would endorse that as well. But because it's crossed that key number for me, uh, I'm going to take the three and a half, even though I probably, uh, I would envision that it doesn't matter. Uh, I'm also taking the three and a half. The model thinks this should be a pick -em. It's crossing a key number, as you said. So there's a lot to like here about Louisiana Monroe. Louisiana Monroe almost got the backdoor cover last week. And so there's close. like two minutes to go. Poor guy's running into the end zone and he fumbles it. I know he feels horrible wanting to get that touchdown. I mean, and it, it's one of those things where the replays look at it. There's not a good camera angle. And you're just sitting there going like, man, if it was just a yard closer, he had it. Uh, so that really hurt not getting the back door there. Uh, and what was a frustrating game for Louisiana Monroe, but a much easier opponent this week here playing Texas State. Unlike you, I think they get the win outright. They've been playing really well lately, but getting crossing that key number, if this is a close game, you're going to love having that three and a half in your pocket. Uh, so official pick for me, Louisiana Monroe plus three and a half. Kansas State at Kansas. Kansas State is a 23 and a half point favorites. We somehow talk about Kansas every week on this podcast as well. I don't know why, but we do. Cousin Jared, what is your pick for this one? Yeah, so uh, don't don't underthink this, people. It's Kansas and Kansas State. Official play for me <laughs> under 57. Oh, uh, and, boy. and a little bit of extra juice there. That's at minus 120 whenever I uh, that was pulled. So, uh, I mean, come on, guys. I, Kansas State went under last week against TCU. Uh, Kansas did not go under, but I think Kansas, Kansas went under some of the numbers, depending on when you got that. The total it, wasn't 58 and a half early, early on. Yeah. So well, Kansas I, did their part. Kansas yeah. did their well offensively. They didn't do their part defensively. Yeah. Well, and I think I'm worried that Kansas offense has just kind of the Oklahoma game, they fired every shot that they had, yeah. and I'm not sure that they have anything left. So, again, yeah. official play for me, under 57 at minus 120 there. So, fun question for the group. So, Kansas gets Kansas State at Texas, at TCU, West Virginia. How many points do they score the rest of the year? Is it 35? Do they get five oh, no, touchdowns no. in those four games? No. 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 I don't think so either. No, but, I think they get – I think they get – I don't think they get a touchdown this week. I'll talk about that in a minute. I think they get one touchdown against West Virginia. I think they get two against TCU. I think they get nine against Texas. I think they get three touchdowns the rest of the year. So conceivably, if, if you add up the total for the last five games of their season, that still might not be enough to beat Oklahoma <laughs> in that one game they cared so much about. Yeah, the, yeah like I said, they, they used uh, all the They bullets. used everything. Yeah. Yeah, I am laying the 23 and a half with Kansas State official pick. This is the Big 12 insider speaking right here. If you follow this rivalry whatsoever, Kansas State loves to kill Kansas. This game is going to be 50 to nothing. It's going to be oh, wow. a repeat of the Oklahoma State game. Yeah. They are not going to let off the pedal. They're going to keep their defensive starters in. Kansas will not score a touchdown. I don't think they'll score a field goal even. Kansas State just loves to kill Kansas. And so I think I think 40, 49 nothing, 52 nothing. I, I think this is going to be a massacre. The model has it pretty much spot on. This is simply a – I've seen this game play out. I know how the Kansas State players, coaches – everybody there feels about kansas yeah this is this is like the machines destroying zion and the matrix levels of efficiency they've yeah. done this so many times and they just know how to do it yeah yeah 
So I'm laying the 23 and a half there with Kansas State. Our last game in this segment, Liberty at Old Miss. Uh, this is the whole uh, Liberty's coach used to coach at Ole Miss thing, right? If I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah something along those lines. That was something along yeah. those lines, yeah. Yeah, we won't, we won't dive into that backstory. Ole yeah. Miss is a nine-point home favorite. Cousin Jared. Yeah, official play for me here. I am laying the nine points with, with Ole Miss at home. So reviewing Liberty's schedule here, they have played one Power 5 team, and they lost by three at Syracuse. And you're telling me I only have to lay nine points for Ole Miss? Sign me up. So yeah, Ole Miss is uh, a lot better than Syracuse. Yeah. And Syracuse doesn't count. Yes. They're barely Power 5. Yes, yeah. very, very low. Although Syracuse playing much better than I thought they were this year. But, yes, very sure. low in Power 5. Made, made, me a um, of, made me a lot of winners there. Yeah, so uh, I'm laying the nine points. I, I, I'm shocked that this is nine. I, I lean Ole Miss, so it's a play at smaller unit for me. The model thinks it should be 11. It's only a lean because there's not a ton of wow. value crossing 10, uh, but there is a two-point difference, and so I think that Ole Miss is the right side. I agree with what you said there. I just can't – the math just isn't quite there for me um, to make it a full – pick um, but I do think mm. Ole Miss is the right side so I'm laying the nine as a lean as well I've got some quick hitter picks for you I'm going to start with three more best bets and then move on to some regular plays Tulane at Central Florida Central Florida is a 12 and a half point favorite the model thinks 15 so we're crossing two very key numbers in 13 and 14 that makes it a best bet for me, I've backed Central Florida the last two weeks. They've covered both of them. I think that trend continues. They are starting to play uh, a lot closer to what we hoped they would be, thought they would be at the start of the season. Indian at Michigan. Michigan is a 20-point favorite. That is another best bet for me. The model thinks 23 and a half. Again, I've got the push protection at 20, 21 is a key number. Once you get up to that high uh, of a probability, I've been fading Indiana. It was a push last week on that one. Up until last week, I've been backing Michigan. I don't see any reason to change it. Indiana is not very good. Michigan is. I think Michigan takes out their anger from last week and kicks the mm. crap out of poor IU. Yeah. NC State is a three-point road favorite at Florida State. That's a best bet for me at three. The model thinks it should be five. So, again, we're crossing three and four there. Florida State, after last week, after some of their games, at some point, I'm just not sure how much they have left in the tank. NC State, I think, is out to prove something at this point. And I think they go into uh, Tallahassee and get them an easy win. So I like that a lot, especially at three. On to regular picks, Pittsburgh minus 20 and a half at Duke. Uh, Duke last week just didn't even show up. I don't see why they'd show yeah. up this week. Pittsburgh mm -hmm. is me pretty pissed off after last week. I think that offense gets rolling and Pittsburgh can just name their total at this point. Just like Wake Forest did last week, I don't see much of a difference in how that game's going to go. Pitt State at Maryland. Maryland plus 11 is my pick. The model thinks it should only be five and a half. That's quite a difference. It's not a best bet simply because Maryland's run defense is so atrocious. They were supposed to get right last week against Indiana, and Indiana still put up tons of yards on them. So it's only not a best bet because I'm sitting there going, I don't think Maryland can stop anybody. And so I'm really worried about Cousin Jerry, this is that type of play that you would have. You would have the under in this game, and I'd be really worried that Penn State is up you know six up eight just running the clock out and then the guy breaks a 70 yard run I mean that's exactly what yeah. Maryland would do and then it would push the total yeah. over so it's it's not a best bet because I'm nervous about something like that happening but the model thinks these teams are a lot closer 
than 11 points. You're crossing a lot of key numbers. So I like Maryland, but I, I cannot make it a best bet knowing how bad Maryland's defense is. Another Big Ten game, Illinois at Minnesota. Official pick here for me, Minnesota minus 14 and a half. The model thinks it should be 18. I just think Minnesota is a much better team. That's about a 6% edge, which is a pretty solid edge for me here. Tennessee plus three at Kentucky. The model thinks they should be a short favorite, so I like getting three. Otherwise, it's a lot harder to back if it drops below the three, but getting the field goal, this could easily be a toss-up game. Another SEC game, Florida at South Carolina. I'm taking 19 and a half with South Carolina. The model thinks this should only be 12. South Carolina isn't very good, but Florida has just been so up and down this year that the model can't give them credit for all of the good without considering the bad as well. We talked about this uh, earlier as well. So it's one of those where on average, I'm okay getting the 19 and a half. Of course, the problem with Florida is this is either going to be a nail biter uh, or they're going to win by 40. And so that's why it's not a best bet, even though my model has a difference of about seven and a half points. So my model's really far off from this one. So I like it, but knowing that if, if I get good Florida, this could be a runaway makes it not a best bet. And then my last one, SMU minus six at Memphis. The model thinks it should be seven and a half. So push protection on the six. And of course, seven being such a likely outcome here. I'm laying the points with SMU. Uh, hopefully they can um, make up for, for last week's crazy ending. And uh, hopefully they're hung over from that. And then go out yeah. there and take care of business against the Memphis team. They're much better than Memphis. I know it's on the road, but they're a much better team than Memphis. Is. Yeah, and, and loyal listeners, don't think that I have left you with the Memphis under as of yet. My total research takes more time. So be watching Twitter this week. I may jump back on the Memphis under bandwagon because this SMU game coming off, like you mentioned, that game against Houston last week, this seems uh, ripe for a potential underplay. So stay tuned on Twitter, everybody. And Jared's Memphis under addiction, Rouge. It's like yes. that again. <laughs> yes, yes. All right, and then, because uh, you have one more uh, pick on a game that has not been touched yet, so the floor is yours for that one. Yeah, so uh, again, just making a play here with the best information I have at the time. Uh, Charlotte had a quarterback injury uh, a couple of weeks ago, and their offense has been played really well since then. Uh, and then the backup came in, and the backup has not played nearly as well. Uh, Charlotte scored 13 points against Western Kentucky last week. Um, Western Kentucky, basically every team has gone up and down the field with Western Western Kentucky. I mean, WKU, they're, they're exciting to watch. I mean, they're four and four, yeah. they, they win their games, but they also give up a lot of points. Uh, they did not give up very many points to Charlotte. They only scored 13 and the backup quarterback averaged 4.5 yards per attempt. Um, 118 yards on 20. That's tough to do attempts. in the college game to do that. Well. That is tough to do. Um, so I'm going to make an official play for myself. Rice at Charlotte, I'm going to take the under 53. Um, if we find out that the starter for Charlotte is back in, this is probably going to look like a dumb play. But again, just making a play with the best information I have right now, uh, I'm going to take the under 53 in that game. Why don't you just watch soccer, Jared? Oh, that, you well, won't see enough yeah, points. Because <laughs> soccer can't give me the heartbreak that a nine lateral touchdown with zero time on the clock can give me. You know, you got to live a little. You know, this is true. Like the soccer has some exciting plays, but the, you, there's nothing in soccer that compares to to that. I mean, yeah, you know, the, the craziest yeah. ending. You know, um, a couple comments there. I, I do like that pick as well, especially like you said, if the backups and Rice last week. I watched some of that UNT game, and they struggled yeah. offensively. That game yeah. got you to the window with an under. Yeah. Yep, and so did. that was even, yep. even going to overtime got you to the yeah. end with an under. So that was good. Yeah. I backed Charlotte last week against Western Kentucky. 
thinking as you talked about everybody scores in Western Kentucky. I was yep. getting tons of points and they just looked miserable offensively. So yeah. I think you're spot on with that one. Again, everyone listen to this, keep an eye on the news uh, for their quarterback situation. Yeah. And we're going to wrap up this episode with our old standby after dark. If you're a night out who loves college football, this is the segment for you. USC at Arizona state, Arizona state is an eight point favorite. Uh, Cousin Jared, what is your take on this game? So uh, copy paste everything I said from West Virginia last week where I said, I'm not going to touch them anymore. Yeah, for sure. Arizona state after what I thought was the spot of all spots to just demolish Washington state. And that game was never even close. Like they didn't, they didn't even come close to winning that game, much less covering whatever line ended up at 15 or 17 points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, you know, I was just completely wrong. Thankfully didn't make that, that, last week um usc man again if somebody knows anything about usc you know usually i would say i'm all ears i honestly i don't want to hear it at this point like i don't want to be like convinced to back usc again so i'm just done with both of these teams for the rest of the season i hear they have spots on the rowing team (laughs) i like that you know for the people like the five people who watch this who get that joke that will be yeah that's a very good joke right there thank you thank you i'm proud of that one so here's the best part. What are you talk, sort of talking about that when you compared to West Virginia? I'm sitting here going, is he going to say the same about USC or Arizona State? Because you can honestly convince <laughs> yeah. me of, mm-hmm. of just stay away from USC or just stay away from Arizona State. Yep. Look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean Arizona State here. Simply, the model has this peg right on. This is about the right number. I'm going to lean Arizona State minus eight. So a small play. And here's why. It simply has to do with the fact that when you have these minus seven and a half minus eight type situations it's one of those things where i think the books are begging you to take the hook so i think it's probably the smarter side Mm. to not overthink it and just lay that number but who knows what you're getting from either team but i will say arizona state has the higher ceiling yes which means they could easily win this game by 14 20 something like that I have no idea which team has the lower floor. They have both had some yeah. miserable games. And, and the best part, you could use the transitive property with a couple of different teams in this one and convince yourself that USC is going to win by 50 and lose by 50. Yeah. Uh, if, if, you use, if you use Washington State, they're going to win by 50. I, and I'm sure there's one that goes the other way around. Uh, these two teams are bonkers. So I, you cannot recommend, I cannot recommend putting a ton of your hard-earned money on this game. But if you want a little bit of action on the late-night games, I think Arizona State's probably the smarter side, whether it gets to the window or not. Who the heck knows with these two teams? This yeah. game's going to headline next week's segment, Picks the Professor Regrets Taking. <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly. Hey, but at least it's a lean, so it's only a, a much smaller investment. Um, next game San Jose State at Nevada Nevada is a 10 point home favorite uh, cousin Jared what is your take on this one so like I said watched a lot of that um, UNLV Nevada game last week and I was pretty impressed with Nevada and when I first saw this um, you know my my thought was man I only have to lay 10 points for Nevada at home that looks good but after I started looking at the schedule I just couldn't quite get there uh, Nevada has given up some backdoor covers this year and they've played games close that, I mean, like they controlled some of the games, but like the final score didn't really illustrate the level to which they controlled the game. So I, I just can't bring myself to lay double digits with Nevada here. 
It's a best bet for me, Nevada minus 10. And here's the reason why my model thinks it should be Nevada minus 12 and a half. I mentioned this last week. My model has had an anti-Nevada bias all season. I don't really know why. This is the first week all season that the model has wholeheartedly endorsed Nevada. Last week, it didn't mm. not endorse them, which is why I made them an official pick and it won. Yeah. And yeah. so I, last week I said, hey, my model hates Nevada. It doesn't hate them this week, that means they're the side to be on. I think the same thing holds true this week, except the model actually likes them, which says something to me. Mm. I think Nevada is a much better team than San Jose State. I am a little bit worried, as you said, on the back door. They kind of tried a little bit of that last week, but got a key interception late to really seal the deal there. But I just think that San Jose State isn't that good. I think Nevada is a pretty good team. Their quarterback obviously has hopes of being a first-round draft pick. So I'm hoping for a nice, easy 17-point win. That way, at least if the backdoor happens, it you know maybe it's a push, not not a backdoor yeah. loss for me. Yeah. San Diego State is a seven and a half point road favorite going out to the island of Hawaii. Yeah, the island special here. Yeah, um, <sighs> San that Diego's, says it all right there. Just yeah, a heavy yeah, sigh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wish we, I wish yeah. we were going. Wish we were, hey, it'd be, it'd be a fun game to watch, absolutely. Yeah. And, and of course, so, do other things out there. <laughs> yeah, so San Diego State seems like the right side here. But they just seem like the team who Fresno State just kind of potentially showed how you can beat them. And they're a team that I would have question marks about going forward because the offensive net has never been – that good it's always been on the kind of the shoulders of their defense and so if fresno state somehow demonstrated a a kind of a glitch in the armor there i think san diego state's going to have a tough back half of the season i'm not saying that's going to be the case i'm just saying that it's given me enough pause where this line's only seven and a half that seems like san diego state could you know should be able to cover that but we've seen some weird stuff on the island and i'm talking specifically about fresno state losing out there earlier in the season so this is, this is a stay away from me. It's an official pick for me, San Diego State minus seven and a half. If it's at seven, it's a best bet. I understand wow. everything that you said. Here's the thing. Hawaii is not good. I backed them last wow. week against Utah State, getting a lot of points, and they were never in that game. They mm-hmm. cannot stop anybody whatsoever. Hawaii is not good on the mainland. I th- they also struggle. I mean, they're, they're not good at home either, but they're especially <laughs> bad on the mainland. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they were awful out there. I think this is a good spot for San Diego State, too. I, again, I, I totally get what you said there, Cousin Jed. I watched the game. I was not impressed with San Diego State, but this is the spot here to get things right. Have your team focused going out to Hawaii and say, look, guys, if you don't take care of business, you're going to end up with another loss and that's going to derail the season completely. So I think they show up focused. The model thinks this should be 10 and a half. Again, it's the best bet at seven, just because of the fact that they could easily win this game by seven. They, I mean, they could easily be up 14 Hawaii has the ball late and you're cringing, just hoping that, right. You know, hoping that if Hawaii scores a touchdown, they miss the extra point or something. Right. Um, so that's the only reason it's not a best bet because it's because that hook there, but otherwise I think San Diego state's the right side. Again, my model thinks there's a three point discrepancy there. So that's a pretty solid edge. Uh, for me and the last game the game uh, that we passed up on earlier UTSA hey we see you there we know you, we I know you still got that zero in that loss column they are yeah. a 12 and a half point road favorite at UTEP because Jared I know you have a you have a beef with game day on this one 
Yeah. Okay. Look, people, this should be where college game day is at this week. You're not going to get a better scene the first weekend in November than going out to El Paso and getting to take in a game at the Sun Bowl. The game's on ESPN too. You know, you get the, the network plug there. You know, this was the perfect opportunity and, and you know, we pass it up. I, I wanted to I was on the UTSA bandwagon early. I, I said very early on, I think they were going to have a really good season, but man, we've, uh, UTEP has been good to us the past few yeah. weeks. And yeah. so this is a stay away from me. My, my heart wants to say, take UTSA to prove that you were right. My brain says, mm, UTEP has been in some close games. They, they like to keep it close. I, I mentioned earlier, those two touchdowns in the last two and a half minutes against FAU this past week. Um, it seems that UTEP's the type of team who's never going to quit no matter how, how far they're down. So uh, a no play here. I think this is going to be a good game. I'm going to be tuned in watching this one. And again, uh, I think we made, made fun of them earlier in the season, you know, watching the sunset uh, at the UTEP game exactly, you know, at, at the sunset time there when the game was kicking off. Uh, but I think it's going to be a, a really good scene out there this weekend. And I, I'm going to be tuned in to ESPN too when this game kicks off. This game should not be after dark. This it game should, should be just before dark. It, it should just be at dark. sunset. Yes, it should at be sunset. at sunset. Because yeah. it, it kicks off like, gosh, UTEP, that's 9.50. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, mountain time. So eight fifteen local. Yeah, they should be kicking this game off earlier than that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Get get the beautiful sunset. It's a it's. I've not been out there, but it, it just from the the video I've seen, it's a beautiful stadium with a beautiful backdrop. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm with you. You could have had a really fun time out there. Yeah. Talked about UTSA being undefeated. Talk about the, um, you know renaissance there at utep utep has yeah. been a team that at the start of the season i thought would have been I, I, I can write this script for you dana dimmel was an assistant under uh snyder there at kansas state for a long time and he's taking the same formula that kansas state had and he's taking it to utep i, I mean I, I could write it for you game day yeah. like you just go go yeah 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 and of course neither one of these teams extremely high in my power ratings because the teams that they're playing aren't that good, but they're getting it done on the field. And that's what, what matters. Yeah. They're, they're both having a lot of success this season. They've both done very well. If you've been betting on them, mm-hmm. my model makes this a 12 point game. So it's a pass for me, which I hate for right now, obviously yeah. keep an eye on bet stamp and Twitter, um, depending <laughs> on how this line moves. If this line moves one way or the other, I might get a little bit of action in on it and tell you which way to go. But for right now, it's hard to really recommend one side or the other. I'm like you, because I think this is, yeah, I know. I play almost different games. It seems like all, that, a tough all one. that teasing. I know. I know. No plays. Yeah, no, no plays. I thought I thought the same thing, but I can't I can't really force it here. But yeah, keep keep tuning to some of those outlets because we might some one of us might end up with a play. If nothing else, this is gonna be a fantastic game. Um, yeah. So it should be a, it should be a lot of fun. Two teams that you know, if you looked at this game at the start of the season, you'd have said no one's going to care at all about this. But um, yeah. one that I think has a lot of intrigue. One of our four after dark games uh, for the week, which that does wrap us up for another episode of Picks with the Professor. I am Professor Sides for Jack and cousin Jared. I'd like to thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe or follow if you aren't already. And remember, you can eat your betting money, but please don't bet your eating money. <laughs>